welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. And this is going to be our welcome back to school episode. If you're still, if you're not in school yet, well, lucky for you because you still got summer. But for some of us, it's school time. So goodbye, summer movies. Hello, fall films. It's going to be a new uh, season of fall films and awards seasons. But right now, we're going to be talking about the films The Nut Job 2, The Trip to Spain, Logan Lucky, Molang Season 1, Lily's Driftwood Bay. Season 1, and The Day Henry Met, which is today's sponsor. So we got a wonderful show for you today. So we're going to talk, speaking of Nut Job, we're going to be talking about that film with Dariana. So, happy to have you on the show, Dariana. Good to be on the show, too. All right, so tell us a bit about Nut Job 2. This is a sequel to the first film, Nut Job. Uh, so, uh, first of all, have you seen the first film? Yes, I watched the first film, and I really loved it. It's one of my favorite movies. And does this film live up to the first one's legacy? Of course. It is such an awesome movie. At first, I thought maybe it wouldn't, but it is like it matches right up to it, and it has the same kind of vibe, too. So that's cool. So tell me a bit about what happens in this film. So in this film, uh, like an accident happens at the nut shop where they used to eat all their eat all their food and they would was they were well provided there and they had an easy life but then an accident happened and they had to move back to the park where they had to scrounge for everything and then the mayor uh he decided that he he could get more profit out of the park by making it into an amusement park so then so then uh surly uh the squirrel he had he and his friends have to try and stop the mayor from destroying the park or else they won't have a home so, you mentioned this film lives up to the expectations of the first film. What uh, do you feel like, what makes this film better or as equally as good as the first one? Well, there are a lot of, uh, a few new voices in this film, which really adds to it too. And there's also a very funner plot in this one. Like, something more people can relate to and uh, a more thoughtful message, I guess you could say. And what is that thoughtful message? So the message is to work together with your friends and to never give up because at some some point Sir certainly doesn't think he can do it anymore. But then with his friends, he gets more courage. Very interesting. So this is an animated film, a lot of colorful, fun animations. So tell us a bit about what you thought of it. The animation was amazing. It was very 3D and you could see... Um, every hair on like the squirrel's body and I really liked how every animal was a different like shade of brown and I really liked how Surly was purple so that was really cool purple squirrels I never thought I'd say <laughs> so um, this of course is a kids film and there's going to be some not only wonderful messages but also some humor what did you what made this uh, did this film make you laugh if so how there were a lot of funny jokes, uh, and it really made the whole audience laugh a lot. And uh, I really thought a lot of the times I laughed was because Buddy the Mouse, who doesn't talk at all, <laughs> he um, 
his expressions are so funny and they make it really seem like he's talking and his expressions are so funny for for me and to everybody so i think that was one of the cool funny things that they had Sounds pretty funny, and then, and is that the the mouse? The mouse is in this film. I, I was, is am I correct? That's one of the characters that put. That's the mouse. Yes. That's another thing about animation. It's what's fun is you're able to like exaggerate and and create caricatures of just hilarious faces, and really be able to use your imaginations to create some weird, funny faces that can create some good laughs. So that's wonderful. Uh, so. Uh, do you feel like there's going to be a nut job three since they seem like they're going to be continuing to make these movies like Peanuts? I think that there should be a nut job three and they left it at a good place for, for there to be a nut job three. So I would be looking forward to that movie if they did decide to make it. <laughs> well, good to know that this series may continue. It's wonderful. You listen to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show was sponsored by The Day Henry Met. And we're going to continue the show talking about The Nut Job 2, The Trip to Spain, Logan Lucky, Molong Season 1, Lily's Driftwood Bay Season 1, and The Day Henry Met. We're going to continue our conversation with Diana about The Nut Job 2. So, Diana, what did you say is your favorite part in this film? Um, one of my favorite parts is uh, that um, the really funny joke they had where um, Andy the squirrel, she starts singing about how the park is their home and like she breaks out into song and then they make fun of her because no one ever does that. And I really like that because a lot of movies break out into spontaneous song. So it was cool that they made fun of that. Making fun of the tropes of other animated fic- pictures. That sounds funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now... What do you feel like Nut Job 2 does differently than other animated films? One great thing I was the animation that they did differently from other films, but I also really liked the music they had, like during the chase scenes and during and sometimes during the dialogue. It really added more to the to every scene and more suspense to specific things. So I thought that was really cool and unique. Soundtrack. I didn't even think about the soundtrack. That's that's interesting to be able to have the soundtrack to just keep going. That's that's sometimes the most important part of a film to have a very good soundtrack to really continue and enhance the emotions of a film. So with this with the nut job, what would you say is your favorite character? Oh well my favorite character is Buddy, who is Surly's best friend. Because um, during times where Surly didn't think that he could stop the mayor, Buddy was always there for him to cheer him up, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, always good to have a nice little sidekick right next to you. And also, speaking of characters, this film does have a star-studded cast. We've got Jackie Chan, Will Arnett, Jeff Dunham. So there's just so many different, um, there's such a star-studded cast. How do you think they do in this film? I think they did amazing, and I really love what Maya Rudolph did with Precious, and like, I really love her voice, and I love Jackie Chan with Mr. Fang. I thought it was really cool to have him be such a cute animal. <laughs> yeah, Maya Rudolph, they got a lot of SNL people in here. Yeah. So great to uh, have them all together in this one fun package of comedy. So... Uh, how many stars do you give this, and what would you say the age recommendation is? 
I give this film a 5 out of 5 stars because it was such an amazing movie with great animation and awesome sound with an awesome soundtrack and I recommend this film for ages 5 to 14 and because like it's a really great family movie so even the parents will love it. Oh, what can the parents enjoy in this film? The parents can enjoy like all the humor in it because a lot of the jokes aren't just child specific like uh, they aren't just like child jokes like parents will love them too and I know my parents laughed when they saw it so I think that other parents will laugh too. That's good to have a nice combination uh, of parents of humor for parents and kids so that when parents go take their kids to see this film that they can at least enjoy the film as well that's always it's always nice for writers to put that in kids films. Mm-hmm. And is there anything else you want to talk about with the nut job too that we haven't spec- uh, that we haven't talked about that you really need to like get off your chest about the film? Well, I really like. Um, I also really like the plot. How um, there was never really a boring moment in the whole film because everything was so well put together and so like spread out. So there was never really a boring moment in the film. So I really loved that. The film just keeps going, jokes after jokes. We have a Amazing plot filmed with hilarious comedy, star-studded cast, amazing animation, and a wonderful message wrapped up in all one little beautiful sequel. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for talking about Nut Job 2. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, mine too. Well, this film is out in theaters now, so if you want to go check it out, please do. With that said, we're going to take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, reporting for Kids First, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about some magnificent things, such as the Nut Job 2, 
Right now, we are going to be talking about the trip to Spain. We are later going to be talking about Logan Luck, Mong Hong, Season 1, Lily's Driftwood Bay, Season 1, and The Day Henry Met. So, let's get started and talk about the trip to Spain with Tristan, who is from Dallas and age 14. So, what did you think about the trip to Spain? Like, what was the aspect about this? Because I know that um, they embark on a magnificent journey, and it's a six-part episodic about them road tripping through Spain and going to restaurants and entries and sites. So what did you think about all the different places that they went to? So I had a good, like a general good impression of this movie uh, in regards to like the different sites. Like I think that's what you're saying at the end. The sites and like cinematography and all the different shots and all that kind of stuff that they have in this movie is it's downright amazing. Like, going through all these different parts of Spain, it's just so beautiful. And they also do a really good job of, like, showing off the food, and I thought all the different, like, camera angles were really nice. Um, I actually, seeing all the food and stuff that they were showing on the film really made me hungry, so I I had to go and eat after I saw this. But overall, the uh, impression that the uh, cinematography and different angles and stuff left on me. It, it was very good. That was one of the better parts of the film. Wow, so that's fantastic. So what would be your favorite um, kind of dish that you got to be able to see when you were being able to see all the different restaurants and such? Um, I don't actually know the names of some of the different dishes because most of them were in like uh, Spanish and I didn't really understand or remember what some of them were. But there was this one that was like this really nice uh, shrimp and crab setup. Uh, I don't know what they called it, but that looked so good to me. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I love shrimp and crab myself. I'd be like, yay! I'd be so happy. And honestly, what would be your um, favorite site that you got to be able to see along the way? Because there are definitely plenty of them, and I think they would be all definitely beautiful. So what was your favorite? So at the beginning, or yeah, at the beginning of the film, when they're they're both both of the main characters, uh, Steve and Robert, both from the UK, and they're uh, going on a ferry from the UK to uh, Spain, and really the different shots over the ocean and when they were first arriving at Spain and like the ports and stuff that they had to stop at. All of that, I really liked the way that that looked on camera, and it, it just it felt really cinematic and just kind of like embracing, like okay, th- this is like your intro to Spain, and you could see like the different like cliff sides and that kind of stuff, and I I really liked the way that that looked. Well, that's nice. And what did you think about the flow of this um, film? Did you like the way that it flowed all together? So this is what some people will love about the film and that some people will hate. There's there's this kind of comedy that's really like, I don't know if it's like deadbeat, but it's like really slower paced comedy. And it, it's, it feels more natural. And like, I guess a way to better explain it is if you've seen the show, like The Office, like that's like the style of comedy that they're doing in this movie. And I really, really, really enjoy that kind of comedy. I I think it flowed great. And just the different like transitions and the characters in this film really worked with that kind of comedy. Just the movie itself felt like casual. Like it wasn't 
like this big blockbuster movie, you know, like a Marvel movie or something like that, that you would go see and be like, yeah, I'm super hyped for this. This would be like, a, like a fun night out with your family or a couple friends. Just go and see this movie and go and probably eat after it because it would make you hungry. Um, so it's something that you'd be like, okay, you know, wouldn't ex- expect it to be huge and then you'd really enjoy it. So that sounds nice. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining. It's it's entertaining if you like that kind of comedy. If you don't, you will probably find this movie very, very boring because that's one of the only main things that it has going for it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some magnificent things such as The Nut Job 2, Trip to Spain, Logan Lucky, Long Hong Season 1, Lily's Driftwood Bay Season 1, and The Day Henry Met. And right now we are talking about the trip to Spain with Tristan, who is from Dallas and he is age 14. So let's continue with the interview. We were just talking about if you like the comedy that is in this film, you will really enjoy it. And if you don't, then you will probably think that it's a little bit boring. But if not, then, you know, you'll enjoy it and you might have really fun expectations and such. So it's really fun. Um, what would be absolutely one of your favorite characters? Because there are a lot of different people um, from the cast. I liked uh, Rob Brydon, who played uh, Rob Brydon. <laughs> I, I really liked uh, his character in this. Both of the characters kind of had their own little subplots, like Rob had his own uh, family and stuff that was back in the UK and he both of them were like actors and I I felt like Rob really seemed like his acting seemed real like you you would just be looking at them and you wouldn't like sometimes like you felt like you were in the restaurant with them like the the whole movie was pretty much a conversation at most points and it felt really like casual like you were sitting there with them and both of the characters main characters really brought you into that and i feel like rob did it a little bit better but i still liked the other main character uh, steve coogan's character as well well yeah that's actually really nice when you have two characters and they're really good and i really like that about um different movies and such so that's nice when you have characters that work together and such and what did you think about um everybody working together and the way that um everybody had such really nice emotions and such and what did you think about um the way that they all traveled together and everything so the two main characters like i mentioned a little bit before they both had their own like main plots and their motivations and they're both in spain for their own reasons so and they were going there together even though they had separate reasons they could do them together and that's what they were doing i i felt like uh the characters like i said they felt really real but some of the uh the subplots like i mentioned earlier were pretty uh, deep and it's not really intense, but sad, and it it felt real. Uh, do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I do understand what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. And what would you have to say? Like, do you think it's believable, or did you think that some of it was a bit kind of weird, or did you think that was very realistic? I felt more than anything that this movie was realistic, like. The ending, 
I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the ending that was the only thing that didn't feel as realistic. Like it kind of brings you out of the tone of the movie. The ending does, but in a good way, like kind of a, you know, this is the end of the film kind of way. I don't, I don't know how to say that. Um, but it, it felt realistic. Both of the characters were very natural. Like it, honestly, it really did feel like you were sitting down at the table, eating with them and just having a conversation. Uh, some of the other characters, uh, the other two characters that visited them while they were in Spain, uh, they didn't really, one of them added a little bit to the plot towards the end, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything about it because spoilers, but they felt kind of forced and like they were there to move the plot along. Like there was, I remember there's this one point where the two main characters are kind of casually like having a conversation and stuff and it's entertaining. And one of the other uh, girl characters is there and she, she starts to say something and then the, the other two guys just keep talking and it's, it, it just felt awkward sometimes when they were there cause they didn't really fit in with the, with, uh, Rob and Steve. Okay. Um, well, but, now that you're talking about talking, did they have subtitles by any chance? No, there were no subtitles and I'm, Normally, I really hate it when they don't add subtitles because I want to know what everybody's saying. But they didn't have subtitles, and I really enjoyed it because the main characters talk 99% English except when they would order. And only the uh, servers really talked in uh, Spanish. Oh, well, that's and, not bad. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. Like... It really like kept you in like the subtitle. I feel like the, if there were subtitles, it would have it would have brought you out. But it, the overall thing with this movie is it's just it feels like it's just trying to show you a simple story about two guys eating at and restaurants. And what like? Well, that's yeah. fantastic. And really quickly, how many um, stars would you give this an age range as well? I would give it three point five out of five stars. Because it wasn't any sort of like visual masterpiece or spectacular entertainment piece, but it was a good movie that you would want to go and see with family or friends that just to have like a casual night out for some entertainment. For age range, I would say 12 to 20, but past 20 would also really enjoy this because pretty much the entire theater besides me was completely adults. But the reason why I would say 12 years old is because there is some language in this movie and there are some deep themes. So I will leave it at that. Well, thank you so much for this interview. It is a pleasure talking to you. and I hope to talk to you soon. So let's take a break. I am Morgan Brian Birch and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for today is The Day Henry Met. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. 
All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hello and welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about uh, the trip to Spain and the nut job too. We're going to continue the show talking about Mo Long Season 1, Lily's Driftwood Bay Season 1, and also the day Henry met. Right now I'm talking with Samantha about our film I've been so excited to see, Logan Lucky. It is Steven Soderbergh's latest film, and it's starring Channing Tatum, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, and so many others, and it just seems like a fun, absolutely action-packed film, and let's see if, if it is, but it's Samantha. So, Samantha, thank you for being on the show. Um, tell us a bit about this film. Sure. So, Logan Lucky is about Jimmy Logan, who's played by Channing Tatum. And he works as a heavy equipment operator in the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And he loses his job because of a leg injury. So he's having a lot of financial stress. So he works with his brother Clyde, who's played by Adam Driver, Melly Logan, who's played by Riley Keough. And he works with his friends, Joe and Fish Bang, to try and rob the Speedway. Because apparently, I didn't even know this, but I was when I was watching it, the money is it goes from tubes into the ground and he worked underground so he knew where all the money was so it's basically about them trying to rob all the money from the underground speedway it's so much it's so exciting to see steven soderbergh because he um directed oceans 11 and aaron brockovich like oh but he's he's known for doing heist films and it's so great to see him do a heist film again and he just seems like it's, it's full of comedy and it's Great cast, and so speaking of the cast, tell me a little bit what you thought of the actors in this, especially Daniel Craig, who is playing something that's totally different than what we've usually seen him do. I thought that the cast was uh, very well put together. I think that they had a lot of great stars, like you said, Channing Tatum, Katie Holmes was also in this film, Um, Farrah McKenzie played Sadie, which was Channing Tatum's daughter, we had Adam Driver, who... I think he was my favorite character. Um, he played Clyde because he's actually a war veteran and he lost his hand and he has to live life with only one hand. And they make so many jokes in the film about him only having one hand, but it's actually really inspiring to see him kind of, you know, push through and not really let those comments get to him. So I, I really inspired him. Plus he also served for our country. So yeah, I really admire that. Sounds great. And so um, speaking of, the jokes in here, especially with the one hand. Uh, what about the comedy in this film? You know, I think that the comedy was, it wasn't, 
it wasn't really a comedy film, but when they did have jokes, they were kind of subtle. Like, the arm jokes that I was just talking about, you wouldn't really... You kind of have to really pay attention to the film to really understand, but there was... um. It was kind of like a mix. There was comedy. It was also very serious for most of the time. But if you really paid attention, there was a lot of comedy. But just looking at it at the surface, there wasn't really that much. But there is something to find with everything that they say, it being funny. So that was really great. What's the issue of action films is that they're not comedies, but some of, I feel like some of the funniest moments in movies are in like action flicks, like Die Hard or, or very recently Baby Driver, which is not for a young kids, so kids do not go see that unless your parents allow you to. But still, Baby Driver is like another film where it's just like, it's full, it's, it's action-packed, and it's not really a comedy, but there's just so many funny moments. And Steven Soderbergh just is, really knows how to direct actors. He's a, great, he's a great director who knows how to let actors just act. Just let them, let them go. Let them, let them do their thing. So um, tell us a little bit about the, some of the action in this film, because well, since it is a heist film, I'm sure there's a lot of um, car races and a lot of fun, intricate plots. So I'm telling you a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of robbery films before. Like, I saw Going in Style, and I thought that was a great film. But this film, it wasn't really based on the robbery. Like, they made it look so easy. If you saw Going in Style, did you see that one? I did not see Going in Style, but that's another film on the list. Oh, yeah, but that one, they really focused on the robbery. But in this one, it was kind of, they made it look so easy. It didn't take a lot of preparation, but... They end up having to move the robbery a week earlier than planned, so that conflicts with the Coca-Cola 600, which is a huge um, speedway in West Virginia. So they have a some trouble with that, so that kind of interferes plans. But yeah, there is a lot of action. It's kind of subtle action, though, because they're secretly trying to prepare for the robbery, but no one really knows. Like It looks like they only did it in a day, but... Um, they didn't really show that much of the car races. They kind of did, but that was really cool to see, too. But, yeah, like I said, it's a lot of subtle action. Subtle action. I never thought I'd see those two words put together. But that's, uh, that's a new description for that. But it, it's, it's interesting. I'm very excited to see this film. I can't wait for it. I, I since it's out already, I'm going to go straight to the theater and go check it out because it's, it's so exciting. It's a great film from what I'm hearing. So um, tell us a little bit about the cinematography in this film, because Steven Soderbergh actually did cinematography for this film as well. And um, what did you think of it? Um, I thought he did a really great job with the cinematography because he really focused on... I think he really focused on the characters themselves. Like, he did a lot of... You know, he had a lot of close-ups of the characters. The scenery was great. I mean, it was said West Virginia, which is really beautiful. And he tried to incorporate Southern life into the film, which I thought was really unique because most films aren't really focused on Southern accents. But this one was really Southern-based. And I think it was just, it was a really unique, really unique film. <laughs> Doesn't focus on the Southern accent. I am in car, sir. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, it's... It's a fantastic. It's, I'm very excited to see this film, and I can't wait to go check it out. Um, how many stars do you give this film, and what would you say is the age range? I would give it a 5 out of 5 stars and would recommend it for kids ages 13 to 18 because there is some alcohol usage in there, and there's some fighting. But as long as with your parents, I think it's fine. I would give it a 5 out of 5 stars because it was really unique, and I don't want to give away the ending, but 
I didn't think that the film was going to end this way, but then when I, when I saw the ending of the film, it was really, I'm still thinking about it, because it was a, there were times where I was kind of confused, because I didn't really know what they were trying to show the audience, but then after seeing the ending, it's kind of like, you know, it's just very mysterious. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, I like mystery. That's always great. <laughs> Makes after you see a film and if you're still thinking about that, it's just that ending. That's knows when that that's when you know a film really got you. Well, I'm very excited to see that. I can't wait to go check it out. Uh, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley. Logan Lucky is in theaters now, so please go check it out. We're gonna continue the show talking about the Driftwood Bay uh, and the day Henry met. Right now, we're gonna talk about the season one of Mo Long, which is a television show that's on DVD now. So it looks it looks like an absolutely adorable, cute show, and Samantha's going to be talking us, telling us about it. So, um, Samantha, tell us a bit about what Mo Long is. So Mo Long is about Mo Long and his friend Pew Pew, and Mo Long is this big, ecstatic rabbit who really enjoys his life, and he tries in every way to enjoy his life, no matter what's thrown at him. And Pew Pew is this, like, little small chick, and he's very shy. So picture, like, a really outgoing friend and a shy friend, and you put them together, and that's basically what they do. Like, they go on so many adventures, and you really admire their friendship because it really is unique because they do things that I haven't even done. Like, they go, you know, they're even, like, going to the airport, which, I mean, I go to the airport, too, but they do these things, and then they go skiing. Um, They have encounters with cowboys. You know, it really is... It's 52 episodes of Amazing Adventures, and it was really enjoyable. Now, I believe this animation style is Japanese? Yeah, I think so. Japanese-style animation is on, um, like, Disney Junior. Honestly, when I looked this up, I looked at the characters, and I just wanted to buy them all. I just want something. I want Mo Long, because he's such a <laughs> little character. He just, he, he's just my world. He's so cute. So, uh, besides just... Pure and utter, utter adorableness. This this show provides. Um, what else? Um, what else does this show like teach kids? It has a lot of themes in the in the series, which I really enjoy because I love when films and TV shows really have an inspiring message to the audience. It teaches them about happiness um, because they both enjoy their lives and they do everything. And even though they have issues, like everyone in the world has problems, but. These two deal with their issues in such a unique way because they just go on adventures and they kind of not forget about them, but they, you know, they they look at the issue, they solve it, and then they continue on with adventures. Um, they teach about respect, which is really important, um, unity, staying together, and they also really show you, I think the most important one is to live your life to the fullest, which I really admire. Aww. And also just on further research, I, I want to make the correction that Mo Lang is actually a Korean character. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 that's my fault too. I just want to make sure that we get it out there because we want to respect the art artists and where they're from. So, um, does not seeing the show, but now I, all I want to do is just binge watch the show. Uh, do the characters talk, or is it like kind of like a a um, Shaun the Sheep, where it's just like they they don't speak at all, but they just they just speak with their emotions? They do not speak at all, and I think that was like the one. Thing that I really I kind of had trouble with it because it's like a few hours of them not speaking and it was kind of difficult but it's kind of it's sort of like the minions where they either speak but you're not really sure it's just a bunch of you know like I don't really know if it was 
if they were speaking Korean. I couldn't really tell, but I think they were just saying, I'm not really sure. It was just, it was kind of hard to follow. Um, but that, did that take away from your experience from the show? Yeah, also the theme song, I thought it was really cool, but it does get stuck in your head. So, like, after the first episode, they played the theme song, and I still remember it. And, you know, I think I watched this, like, a few weeks ago. But um, it was definitely it was definitely different, and I really recommend it because the one thing that I also admire is that they respect everyone's culture and background, so you don't know what they're saying, or sometimes... Because you don't know what they're saying, anyone can watch it because there's no specific audience, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I am after this radio show. I'm going to let you go so I can go off and watch this right now and buy all of Moline's merchandise because Great. I have fallen in love with this cute little grumpy rabbit. But, uh, but thank you so much, Samantha, for talking about Logan Lucky and also Mo Long season one with me. Thank you for having me. This show is out on DVD now, so please go check it out and buy your kid a plush Molong. I'm sure they're going to love it. Uh, with that said, let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm morgan bria birch age 12 currently in sunny la and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about some magnificent things such as the nut job 2 trip to spain logan lucky Mong Hong Season 1, and now we're going to be talking about Lily's Driftwood Bay Season 1, and later The Day Henry Met. So let's talk with Samantha, who is terrific. She's in L.A., and she is age 17, about Lily's Driftwood Bay. So let's start the interview. What did you think about um, Lily's Driftwood Bay? What did you think about the animation in particular? I thought that Lily's Driftwood Bay was uh, actually a really great series, because... 
it's really focused on imagination, which is really important to kids. And I think as we get older, we kind of lose imagination. We kind of focus on reality instead of imagination. And I thought that the animation was, I thought it was unique because it looks like it was pencil sketched so that it looks like it wasn't, the characters aren't perfect and they're, you can totally see their imperfections. And I think that's how people are, you know, we're not perfect. And I think that that made it more relatable since you can see that through the animation. Yes, for sure. We do need to imagine we all do have our curves and everything, which is adorable. And what did you think about um, everybody's voice acting? Because we have Lily, we also have the Squeaky Mice, Bull. Um, we have all so many different characters, and I absolutely love them all. So what was your perspective on them? I thought that they were really, really great as far as they were really put together well, because the characters kind of juxtapose each other, like Lily and Salty Dog are really kind of the opposite, but they still have a really great friendship, specifically in one of the episodes called Honking Haddock. Salty Dog puts on this kind of cologne, and he doesn't smell very great, and Lily tells him that he doesn't smell great, and he doesn't see it, and then he goes over to one of his friend's houses, and everyone's running away from him, the flowers are dying, and he doesn't understand, but then he realizes he smells badly, and then he goes over to Lily, and he says that he's sorry, and Lily's like, it's okay, and they have so many really unique themes, such as, you know, saying sorry, and such valuable themes that are really applicable to young kids. Yes, because we all do need to learn those, especially at a young age, which is absolutely perfect. And what would you have to say would be one of your absolute favorite episodes in Lily's Driftwood Bay? Because this is the entire season one, and there are a lot of episodes. Right. I would say my favorite part was actually in the beginning when Lily's on the beach with her dad and her friend Siegel, and she's looking at these flowers, and she really wants to keep these flowers, but her dad says, that they have to bring them back to the market. So she's very disappointed. But then later ap after the first episode, he comes back with lilies. And he's like, here's a lily for my lily. And I thought it was really cute to see, you know, especially puns because puns are really great anyway. And seeing her, you know, get what she asked for and her dad um, doing something nice for her. I think it was really great. It really is everything that you could possibly want in a series. And did you like the factor that each one of them looked like something a child would make? Because if you notice, they all look like um, objects that you would find off the bay, like they were all dolls or something. Yeah, yeah, all these, um, the characters, yeah, they look like, they look so cute. And the her imagination, speaking of the objects that you were just talking about, it's inspired by the objects that she finds on the shore. So I think that, that was really great, and I really admire that they do look like, like you said, something that you would find off the shore. Because they are, they are so cute, and especially the seagull, I think he's one of my favorites. And Salty Dog, like, who doesn't love dogs? So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yes, definitely. And speaking about that, I have to say that Lily would be one of my favorite characters because of her Irish brogue. I mean, that was absolutely adorable. Her, She's just adorable the way that she speaks and everything. And other than Salty Dog, who would be your favorite character? I would say I would probably agree with you on Lily because she is the main character. I also really like the seagull, even though he doesn't really talk that much. He's you know, he's really one of her good friends, and he's always there, and I just, 
I, I really like him too. But yeah, Lily, you're right with her um, Irish pro. Yeah, she's really great too. I think they're all they're all honestly really great. Yeah, they all have such really fun personalities. And how many stars would you give this in age range as well? I would give it a five out of five stars because, like I said, there are so many themes for you know everyone to enjoy, like asking for help, saying sorry, being nice to each other, enjoying your life, learning from your mistakes. Um, I think it's really important for anyone. Um, I would specifically recommend it for um, probably four to eight, but you know I'm 17 and. You enjoyed it, too, in year 12, so I, I would say anyone would enjoy this because it really is, there's something for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, but you do have to take a break in between because sometimes it might get a little repetitive. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's like six hours of episodes, so make sure to take a break. Well, thank you so much for this interview. It is fantastic talking to you. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we're talking about some magnificent things such as the nut job, trip to Spain, Logan Lucky, Mong Hong Season 1, Lily's Driftwood Bay, and right now we are talking about the day Henry met with Jolene, who is from L.A., and she is age 12. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing magnificent. So what did you think about the day Henry met? Because I think this is absolutely adorable, and I think it's really sweet. I think it's also very sweet as well. And um, I love the storyline that um, Henry eats. <laughs> Henry meets a new object every day, and he learns all about it. And I also really love the style of animation that they chose. I think the animation is so cute because Henry has huge eyes, and it also teaches wonderful messages. So I really like this. Yeah, the animation is actually really um, cute because it's simple and at the same time it has a lot of detail to it. So what would you have to say um, would be one of your favorite characters besides Henry, like one of the objects that he meets? Um, the, my favorite object that he met was the football because... <laughs> I don't know. He was just playing. The football was playing with two boots, and the two boots just ended up ended up fighting over who was better. And it just reminded me of me and my brother arguing. So I really liked that episode, and it made me laugh. Yeah, it was so sweet. And the football was like, "I can bounce forever." That was just so adorable. <laughs> yeah, I love that, and I think that it's so um, just childlike. And I absolutely love that about everything that has to offer. So what did you think about um, all the different characters? Because they have so many different ones. Um, in every episode, he is in introduced to a different character, so they have to have so many different voiceovers. So what did you think about that, having a lot of different personalities for each episode? Um, I thought it was really, really cool to see so many different things in different episodes. It's, it's nice to see all the episodes being unique from each other and not just being repetition, but a different story. It's, it, it's refreshing to, have, to buy something and then you having a lot of things to look at and not being bored of them. So I really like the idea of having multiple personalities in there. Truly, because there, there has to be a lot of different personalities and they're really fun the way that they include them all. What would be your favorite episode, by the way? Um, like I said, the soccer, where he meets the soccer football, um, 
because um, when they were playing with the boots, it was really cute to see that. But um, I also liked the one, the episode where he helps the shield find his sword friend. And um, I really like that episode because it shows friendship and it teaches, teaches children to help one another, even if you're different. So th- I really like that message. It was a sweet message for me to think about it. And I really do like that. And what would um, be your absolute favorite way of the animation? Because I absolutely love the way that it was done. And what would you like about it? Like, what stood out about it to you? Um, mainly the huge, cute eyes stood out to me. But I also liked how they added tiny details. Like, for example, in the background, some of the trees were swaying in the wind. And um, it made it a tiny bit more realistic. And there are even more details like that in the animation that it just gave it a bit more life to it. Which is, it's really nice. And it's very sweet that they're doing that for kids. And um, what would you say the age range for this would be, speaking about kids? Um, I'd say the age range for this is like three to three to eight, because it's, it teaches very good messages, but I think that younger kids could understand it as well as a little bit older kids. So, Truly, and honestly, I mean, a lot of different people will be able to understand this and like this. And it's really cute the way that they have all the episodes, and, and they're short. So kids of all ages will be able to like them, because if they're younger, then you can watch them for um, one episode, which is five minutes. And then turn it off and be able to, you know, have your kid watch it later. Or you can have older ones watch multiple ones at a time. Or you can watch all of them at once if you can, you know, watch all of them. Yes. Depending on how long you want to. And I think that's absolutely adorable. And speaking about which, how many stars would you give this? I would give this um, three out of five stars because... Because um, sometimes some of the episodes, most of the episodes were really good with their, um, with the messages. But some of the other episodes were just really cliche and they're like, they're stories that come up really a lot. But I really like this movie because it's like Henry meets a new thing every day and you get to learn something every day. But yeah, three out of five stars. Mm, That's true. And thank you so much for talking with me. It's fantastic um, talking with you once again, and I hope to talk to you later. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest video reviews of new film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is sponsored by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by The Day Henry Met. And I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age 12 in sunny California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'll talk to you later, and I hope you guys are having fun going back to school, and make sure to check out some movies to brighten up your day. Bye-bye, and au revoir. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. Music